Hey all you Force Bike fans out there, this is J-Bro from the show, just wanted to give a quick rundown of what's going on in this episode. Uh, first of all, we apologize for the lateness due to uh, sickness on my end as well as the holidays and some extra work stuff I had to finish up before the new year. We are a little late in posting this, we usually are pretty good about that, um, but sometimes circumstances happen. Second of all, uh, we lost the first 20 minutes or so of the show. Not sure exactly what happened, so we're just going to jump right into the Great Designer Search 2 uh, discussion. And the third thing is a lot of people are curious why we had music missing for the last episode. It was simply so that we could fit the episode into the uh, service that we used to uh, send the files over to Chris Otwell. So, that being said, I uh, hope you guys enjoy episode number 12. Let's start the show. of how uh, they designed that given set or, some, or a mechanic or something of that nature, but it really never fails, in, in my opinion, to, to be strong content and fascinating. And the great designer search is basically taking that idea of exposing some of the design process and, and taking it to the next level and and opening up, well, this is exactly how we do this part, and this is how we do this part. And I, I find it all fascinating. Agreed. Myro's uh, articles are just phenomenal, and the theory and the just m- meticulousness nature of how they reach their decisions is, is great, and I, and I love the logic behind it as well. I also really like anything that Ken Nagel writes, um, I've been reading his feedback on the Great Designer Search, and he's a very like he just has a great mind for the game. It's very interesting for me to read. Um, and uh, Max, I know that you were pretty excited about the Great Designer Search as well. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing is that it just provides you a great kind of window into the more nitty-gritty of what design currently thinks about the game. I mean, I think I'll agree with you on Ken Nagel's writing, is that he really does talk about why they've been pushing certain things in certain directions, why they've been, you know, make... why they decided to make, you know, stuff like the Titans and push against stuff like, you know, control magics and that sort of thing. But also, it's just, from an entertainment standpoint, as it's just really, for me a lot of content that's really entertaining and really makes me think and it just really made my Tuesday nights a lot more enjoyable. Well, your Tuesday nights, truth be told, are pretty enjoyable regardless if memory serves. (laughs) Okay. Are you talking about just magic stuff? Yeah. Gotcha. Very good. Um, There's an inside joke there that Folks, I don't even get. I don't even know what we're talking about here. Neither do I. It's just out of it here. Right? <laughs> I don't even think I'm old enough to know about Access <laughs> Tuesday nights, but um, yeah. But you know, if it if it if it uh, uh actually, we're not going to go there. All right, bringing it back. <laughs> or, yeah, there are other podcasts that'll go there. I will not. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think that the uh, the other cool thing is that. 
um, anyone who plays Magic for the most part is going to be interested in, in Magic stuff, and it's just more content out there. Regardless of how much of it gets used or not, the storylines, the you know wiki pages that were set up, all that stuff is just awesome, and it's a great way to. It's the other thing is that Magic. Um, why I think part of why it's so successful is that it's gonna, done a good job. It has a very open model. Um, there's there's so much transparency into the processes. There's so much use of technology. There's so much um, integration and and ideas. Um, kind of bouncing around and using input and feedback from the community um, and direct contact with the community because you'll see these guys at events sometimes they're still around and so I like it for two reasons one is that the um, the idea that there's just so much more kind of you know geeky stuff for us to geek out on truth be told like it's kind of fun just reading the alternate storylines people write up or these all you know kind of planets that they develop or different stones that's just fun to read and it's cool to check out regardless of how much or little of it gets used and all the other cards people are making etc and second thing is um the wiki part of it like there could never be a julian assange in the magic community right like there's no wiki leaks possible because it's so transparent as it is Whereas some other games, I think, are not, you know, they really uh, don't incorporate their usership as much. And so there's no kind of, it's just so, it's just a free-flowing conversation, not a monologue, if that makes sense. Max, you look like you're itching. I can see your audio bumping up on there. You got, look like you're itching for something to say. Uh, No, I mean, I, I definitely, I actually am not sure. I think there are a lot of things in terms of, transparency about kind of design philosophy that we only really get sort of after the fact. And I think the great designer search has actually, in terms of the comments they've written about a lot of the cards, made it more clear to me why they've been, why they make some of the decisions they make. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and, and uh, like I said, all the awkward parts we're going to take out. But um, yeah, I, I like the I like the uh, great designer search. Um, but another thing that I really like is worlds, and we haven't really got to discuss that. Uh, Max, also briefly, it's been beaten to death. But uh, f- your elevator thoughts on. Meaning, if you're in an elevator and you only had that amount of time to to go over it, Saito's banning and uh, taken away from the Hall of Fame quickly. Um, I I mean I think that if someone does something that's worthy of a disqualific of a disqualification and they've done something like that in the past, you really can't then the next month or whatever let him into the Hall of Fame because I think it does, at least in some sense, cast a pall on the previous results that caused him to get voted into the Hall of Fame. And it it, it sucks and everything, but stalling's a real issue, and this isn't the first time it's happened with him. So mm-hmm. got to agree with the powers that be and all that. Yep. Um, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're not going to talk too much on it because other podcasts have beaten the crap out of it already, the subject, but, um, but we just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to be, we, we have a new season coming up. We're about to really get into the extended 
March. Um, yeah. I know Max is excited, because that's... Is, it, it was, I don't know if it still is with the recent changes to Extended, but that used to be one of your favorite formats. Are you still uh, pretty excited, even though they've cut back on how many... Uh, on how much the card pool is for Extended? I mean, I haven't really had a chance to look that much into Extended. I mean, I've looked a little bit. It seems like five or four-color control is awesome. Shape, weird Wargate scape shift decks are awesome. I'm not sure what else. I mean, that second part is kind of makes me happy because one of my concerns was that the thing that really defined Extended for me was that there were these completely inexplicable, stupid combos that suddenly were incredibly powerful. Like Dark Depths, Hex Mage, the Thopter Foundry combo, where there's like these two cards that no one would ever think would be (laughs) completely broken tournament dominating decks, and it Extended, stupid shit happened, and it was great. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Greg, how about you? Are you also excited for extended season? Uh, a little bit. I've been talking. I've been talking a lot with. Um, well, not a lot, but I, but I've had a few conversations with um, with you and with Owen and with just some people that are used to playing in the season or have have dabbled with extended in the past. And in particular, um, most of these people have have played a lot with all of the cards in Extended, so it's really not daunting to most of the people that I've been talking to. And they've been really excited, so I've gotten a little excited because they're excited. <laughs> like, I'm considering maybe going to Atlanta, but I'm not really considering it, so don't talk me into it. Um, yeah, just for those that don't know, I'm, talk- I'm referring to the GP in Atlanta that is Extended, that is in February. Um, but yeah, other than, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea of playing Cryptic Command in a format. <laughs> True oh, story. It sounds like a lot of fun. So I don't know. Cryptic Command is is awesome to play, um, and yeah, I think I think that this these new changes are great. I'm so happy with the card pool um, being smaller, only because I think it's much more accessible now for uh, more people. Tarmogoyf is you know very expensive. There are a lot of very expensive cards. Um, that there's still some pretty expensive ones, but it's it's I think going to be just much more accessible now that it's double standard, and that's probably the part I'm more excited about. Even though it would seem like there's going to be less innovation because the card pool is obviously less, I think that there might be more people who have buy-in and interest and input into it now than uh, would have before, and so that's that's uh, one possibility that'll come from it. That's a good thing. Another is that um, it's going to be very limited, and we're just going to have those few, you know, maybe it will mean that we're just going to have a very few amount of dominant decks, but I think so far it's looking fairly healthy, and that Wargate deck looks awesome. Uh, Do you briefly want to discuss the Wargate deck, Max, for any listeners that haven't uh, come across it yet? Um, I mean, just briefly, it's kind of a combination of a multicolored control deck and a scapeshift deck where the big reason you play Wargate is you play Wargate to get, I think it's Prismatic Omen, the one in a green enchantment that makes all your lands all land types, yep. which lets you basically go off with a scapeshift at six mana, at six land as opposed to seven land, and also lets you play a bunch of crazy multi-lands and still scapeshift people's faces off without the new duel, without the Ravnica duels. Greg, you catch that? I'm listening. 
But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a scapeshift deck that operates the same way, except there's an enchantment for two mana that makes all of your lands mountains, in addition to... to or they make them all types, but uh, that allows you to combo off, as opposed to before when you had to play the dual lands, or the, excuse me, the uh, shock lands. Right, which you don't have anymore. Correct. And it also, because your because your Valakuts are mountains, it give you, it, you need less land in order to be able to successfully combo off. Correct. Sure. And and the other interesting thing is that I mean, yeah, like it it's it's <laughs> it's a very interesting take on the old Scape Shift deck, which I know Max, you and I um, kind of played around with and Google waved back and forth a bit, but. Good <laughs> 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 now is that is that a. Is that term uh, too uh, antique now? I mean, no. I mean, when I call up my travel agent and get and you know book my plane back to North Carolina, I'll definitely be using Google Wave. Never mind. <laughs> okay. We, yeah. Uh, uh, that one travel. I like agent. the thematic pauses. Yeah, that one went right in my head. But that was good. Um, but no, Max and I were working on Scapeshift Tech before, which uh, it was a very different take on it because it was a little bit more of a combo deck. I would say this is also uh, a combo deck, but um, is I, I want to say almost more versatile because you have many you 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 have more options. You don't just need a Scapeshift, meaning you can also. Um, just mana ramp into killing your opponent. As the only thing you do need is that prismatic omen, which is the combo piece. But you don't have to have the scape shift. You uh, you can just you know face them with you know a couple a couple lands a turn you know off of your cultivates or whatever. And that's pretty cool. I think that that's that's interesting and it um, adds a new flavor to a really good old deck, which which is pretty fun to play. Um, right. And now. Uh, you know, and it, it also gives it a little more versatility because Prismatic Omen allows you a little more mana flexibility for your cryptic commands and such. Um, I mean, the other nice thing that Prismatic Omen does when you have Valakut is it lets you double shoot people off of all of your fetch lands. Right, right, which is huge. Right, so it, which goes back to what you're saying about. Being giving you more versatility in order to be able to win without casting your big clunky four mana sorcery. Yep. Uh, also, the deck, cost. Not not CMC. I mean, like value. Let me check. Right. I'm curious. Question. I mean, you got me interested. It was also cryptic on Star Man, and I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. On Star City, it's, on Star City, it's four per. And this used not, to be just a quarter. Like a bulk rare for a shizzle, like that's right. that's already shooting it up quite a bit. Um, the, oh, the other cool thing about the deck is that it has a sideboard, at least right now, where you basically transform into a control deck. You basically play a bunch of big, scary monsters and jaces and fire spouts. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just saw the most amazing thing ever. Really? Okay, yeah. sure. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> Explain I, what the most magic. amazing thing ever is. Okay, this is not magic related, but I just got tagged. Uh, my friend Naomi tagged me on uh, a Facebook picture. You know how they have those different Facebook 
things like, oh, you're smiley face, you're angry face, or you're like, you know, what else, stupid big wall posting things? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I just got one that was tagged for The Wire, <gasps> and it has the different categories. You know, in D&D, there's like lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, you know, chaotic neutral, chaotic evil, all those different categories of characters. That's- so this has like you know Carcetti is a lawful neutral, um, you know it has it has the different characters, uh, and and that is just insane. Oh my god! Yeah, Omar is the he's true neutral. That is so good. That's send it to me. I want to see that. Come at the king. You best not miss. I can't find Indeed. it. I'm wall and I can't see it. Okay, I'm going to send this to you guys right now. Uh, for any of our listeners who are fans of The Wire, if you're not, you should be, if, and if you're not, it means you haven't seen it yet, because it is the best... What would you say about it, Max? The best American narrative ever written? Yeah, it was the best piece of narrative fiction in the history of this country. I mean, that's a, that's kind of underselling it. It's a little bit of an understatement, but it's, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> accurate. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty good. It is insane. So, moving on. Um... Sorry, I just had to say that, but I got a little update in my thing as we were chatting. Okay, uh, okay. But, but yeah, I, I, I think that deck is, is going to be a contender, and I think it's really cool. Jund, obviously, is still very good. Um, even now, it gets to play Kitchen Finks, which is cool, um, as well as uh, Skin Render, which is an interesting addition some people are making to their Jund builds. Um, and uh, I think, you know, there, there's going to be a couple other... Uh, cool decks that bounce around, but those are those are two of the really good ones right now. Um, White Weenie obviously is still very good. <laughs> no, I mean that's not. I've I've heard nothing good about White Weenie at least once the format changed. It was basically really good at preying on the decks that were good and old well, in old new extended. I think you know having access to the old Elspeth is very good to the good Elspeth, I should say. Um, not that the other one's not good, but you know, it's night and day how much better uh, Night Aaron is. Um, and I think that's pretty that's pretty significant. Um, Greg, after your research and conversations, what do you think about Extended and Thoughts? You know, I know you t- we were talking about fairies before, but what about some of the other decks out there? In terms of tier, like top tier, like, um, I'm, su- I'm surprised how good I judge Jund will be. I'm at least that's 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 my perspective right now. My perspective right now is that it's like um, I don't think that's going to be the like necessarily the best. Uh, I think f- four color control seems really attractive. Um, it, I mean, it just seems like there's so many nasty things that you can do. Um, but those are the two decks that I'm most interested that don't have some way of trying to abuse Valakut. It's and those are the, those are the trio for me, um, Jund, Jund, but adding in some of the newer stuff and some of the even older stuff just sounds pretty like what? sexy. Um, okay, so Skin Render is is one of the only newer examples that I can that I can think of, um, just because it's yeah. um, having a three three body that that also kills a, a, a dude. Um, playing playing with Bloodbraid Elf and having. Um, some some different flexibility on what you can cascade into. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I'm I mean, trying to. F- I'm ra- I'm frantically trying to find one of the, the lists gang? that I was looking at. What's that? Bogart Ram Gang. I, I'm not familiar with that card. It's 
three for a three-three haste wither, and it's pretty ridiculous to cascade into because you basically pay four mana and get Rorix Blade Wing. Oh. Okay, and, uh, and it wasn't familiar with Rorix Blade Wing. I now see it. <laughs> so now I yeah, like I, I'm still I'm, I'm still like I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain from any any additional like um like opinion on the subject because I, I still don't think that I'm I'm particularly educated. Which is like that's 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 been my hesitation for for going into um, more eternal formats as well. Is I just feel like there's so many cards I'm just not familiar with, and I'm gonna get blown out but i think i think if i were to have a recommendation for listeners um that have a similar feeling to how i feel i have felt in the past is just try something see how it works and when you find that there are problems if you find that that there are are, um things that that kind of thwart your your plans adjust test a lot and ask the opinion of everybody that you know, especially people that are more familiar with some of these other sets, and you will quickly get brought up to speed. The, the, the f- sooner that you put together a list and try it, the sooner that you can find out what doesn't work, and the sooner you'll have tangible information to be able to move forward. So that's, that's where I'm at. Makes sense. Absolutely, and um, you know, and obviously, everyone who's listening to this probably knows this by now because we've gone over it on previous podcasts. But you should be proxying up decks. You don't have to have the cards. Just take you know, sixty lands right on the front, write another deck on the back, whatever you want to do. But um, you know, you should you should be proxying these up to practice if you don't have any of the cards or um, you just want to get a bunch of games and get them through your gauntlet. And it doesn't just have to be the decks that you. Like you should make all the decks that are out there that are good right now or quote unquote good, um, as well as your home brews. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this this next season. I think it's going to offer a lot of versatility. Um, Max, is there a card in particular that you are looking most forward to playing with? Okay, probably just Cryptic. Card is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Greg? Um, not a card per okay. se. I mean, because I've already said cryptic, and I don't want to like just be a cop out because I think that card. Like, I I didn't get a chance to play with that card in standard, and I've played with it only in cubes, and it's been so fun. It's such a blowout. Even even when it it sometimes can be obvious that you, I mean that you're holding up cryptic because I mean you've got I don't know. It's just it's so much fun. Nevertheless, um. Anyway, so so ignoring that answer. I think that I'm just excited to to play with some of the crazy artifacts and some of the the, the combos that I think exist. Like, um, while I mean, we 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 introed this conversation talking about worlds, and we just kind of went right into extended. But did any of you guys check out the extended deck lists from worlds? Yeah. The um, I'll actually put, I'll, I'll I'll give a a link in the show notes for um, the top extended deck lists, but the first one on the list... Uh, one second. The, the Tempered look. Steel deck? Yeah, that, that, thing is, that thing is is hilarious, nutty, awesome, fun. Like, it just seems... Yeah, yeah. that deck is uh, great. Can we... Uh, let's, let's go over that quickly. So that right, I'll, I'll run through it real quick, because uh, I've got it in front of me. So, so the, the, starting with the non-lands, you've got um, Court... Homoculus, four. Four Master of Ethereum, 
four Memnite, three Ornithopter, four Ranger of Eos, four Steel Overseer, four Tidehuller Sculler, um, three Mox Opal, three, three Spring Leaf Drum, four, four Tempered Steel, two Thopter Foundry, four Thoughtseize. Um, your land base is four Dark Slicks Shores, one uh, Fetid Heath, four Marsh Flats, three Plains, one, four Seachrome Coast, and one Swamp. Um, so it's, you've got it's a, reminiscent of like an affinity deck. Right. It's probably going to get called affinity because magic players don't like coming up with new names for their decks. If you had to call it a new name, what would you call it, Max? Yeah. Um, what? I'd probably call it affinity, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I was thinking you would probably go more along with uh, something like white power, but it might have some other connotations you don't want to unleash. Um Especially if they find out that you're Jewish. No, I call it brown power if I was going to go with that, because... Oh, yeah. You know... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. I like that. You know, from some of our Chicano allies. Um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, that is a great deck. Um, and, and, yeah, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes for that as well as some of the other world's decks. Yeah, I think it's probably the fastest aggro deck in Extended right now. I also I love that it has some disruption. I like the four thought seasons. That is pretty cool, right? Um, because so many decks are just completely dedicated, um, but that that's just well. Also, probably because I haven't actually looked, but I'm sure there are still completely ridiculous artifact hosers hanging out in extended. I'm sure there are. I'm trying to think of some that are around right now. <laughs> um. The only like, thing that comes to do you mind. Mean, do you mean, do you mean that permanents that stay in play and just hose artifacts in general, or you mean like dis- just like disruption, like removal, like shadow it, storm or something? Right. Is what he means. Oh, that way. I, I'm, try- I'm trying to. I can't think of the name of it, but it's it's terrible. It's a uh, four and a green destroy up to two enchantments and our artifacts. I don't think that's going to be stopping that. I, <laughs> I know that's, that's the only like sweeper I can think of. I think it's relic crush. Relic crush. That's right. That's right. Well, I can't think of it. I mean, Ratchet, Bo- Ratchet Bomb actually does a decent job on for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, take out all your Ornithopters, mm-hmm. Memnites, and Mox Opals, which is a pretty big blowout. Well, well and can't mess with the Hercules. Aren't there tokens? On Thopter Foundry tokens. Yeah, and and your Foundry tokens. Yeah, that Homunculus is still going to smash through, though. But it's also yeah. Okay. I mean, I think the 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 big thing is that. If you either get a Steel Overseer going or get an early Master of Ethereum, your opponent's not going to have very many t- much time to find their answer before they're dead. That's true. Plus, yeah. it'll finally give rise to the price of Steel Overseer, eventually well, vindicating Greg's prediction from like a year ago. <laughs> it's going to come true, <laughs> finally. Your pile of Steel Overseers will pay off. <laughs> oh, sunny days. I just need to work on that, a pile of um, steam flogger bosses. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, it's not too. It's never too late, Max. Where's that? Uh, I'm gonna assemble those contraptions. Black, yet. black, black card. Uh, the lich, phylactery lich. Oh, phylactery lich. That yeah. was mine. Yeah. How about how about your phylactery lich? How's that, how are those doing, there, Jonathan? Oh, well, we're still working. <laughs> we're still working on breaking that. <laughs> but so. it's they, I'll tell you this: they provide. It's a good, you know, my uh, 
Your, ta- your, your wood tables don't get warped by the soda because of them. Yep, yep. it's good coating. Um, nice, you can put assemble them into a fan if you kind of make little slits on the sides and you put them... Which, is, a, which is good because, you know, your apartment's pretty... True. Yeah, my Flactrelage fans are the nuts for this apartment, <laughs> so it's pretty nice, you know, Flactrelages. Uh, yeah, they pay their way. That's one thing we learned early in, in this show. <laughs> We're not a finance <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True story. Finance, uh... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving well, along. Speaking about worlds, while we were talking about some world deck lists, yeah. um, we didn't actually talk about the other things that happen at worlds. Um, I feel like we're a little late and everyone else has beat it to hell. Should we still go over it? Well, I don't know. I it's, there's, we don't have to go through the draft. There's, um, we can talk about... I think there's one thing that wasn't really talked about uh, at Worlds right, that do it. is really interesting, and that was the what? Bring it, let's go! I'm excited. Sure. So, um, there's one deck that really dominated the top eight of uh, <laughs> of Worlds, which was a blue black control. Yeah, no, I'm I'm agreeing that blue black control kind of dominated that top eight. I know it was insane. It was also. I was really looking forward to watching the top eight of Worlds, and then I started watching it and just got started started doing other things. I know, it's so bad. The blue-black mirror matches really long and really... And, I mean, I'm probably not good enough to tell all the sweet skill-intensive plays that were getting made, but... For sure, there's... No, no doubt there's a lot of skill involved. Right, but... It's it was just so just subtle so and boring. <laughs> It was, yeah. Well, it also seemed just so swiggy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was haymaker after haymaker in uh, in yeah. some of those games. But yeah, totally boring worlds. But very interesting how well blue black did, given right. the predictions people had. And Greg, is that the point that you're going to touch on? Yeah. Well, and and Grave Titan was a, a, was an absolute house. Yes. Like totally. Grave Titan was played over Wormcoil Engine. I do love and how we've, been, I think, cycled through every single one of the Titans <laughs> being the best one in staff. Yes. <laughs> True story. Except for Inferno Titan. Only one No, Infer- was there was a period before Worlds where Inferno Titan was the Titan getting played in the red, blue, green decks, which were the best deck in standard for a minute or two. Because everyone was playing all these, like, right, right, right. decks or vampire decks, and Inferno Titan was just an absolute elbow drop. Well, it's also good against in the mirror in that in that deck, but um, yeah, I mean Inferno Titan. Okay, I, I'll give it. Yeah, for one for one minute. It also, hot. Uh, I, I back in before um, Scars came out. I've got to play with Inferno Titan in the Naya deck and put a Bathless Caller on that card. That was fun. Seems like a little bit of overkill, but that is pretty good. It's good for killing other Titans, overkilling them. Right. Uh... And gain in life. Yeah. <laughs> Best vampire nighthawk ever. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, the blue-black deck it was was fascinating. It, it, it always seems like, um, like there's some of, and I know it's, it's partially because of how, how it is, uh, the playtest groups and all that, but it always seems like there's some kind of cabal of the best players ever who come out with the best deck for the format, and they're all kind of, you know, working together, obviously, 
and then everyone else is totally like uh, like ninety percent of the population or more is you know completely missing the forest for the trees, and then this group is just kind of barreling through with with uh, whatever it's going to be that year. You know, there's been a couple examples of those, but uh, I don't know if this is really a case of that. I think blue black's been one of the big decks in standard since the rotation. I think they just this was the best tuned list of it, playing you know Grave Titan and Seagate Oracle instead of Nobody Persecutor or Mimic Vat or Frost Titan or whatever. Like they didn't play for, like like um if 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 I recall correctly, the, the list didn't doesn't even play like Frost Titan. No, it's just three Grave Titans and I think three Seagate Oracles. Yeah, and a, and a bunch, a bunch of like disruption. Though like, Seagate Oracle, I was in the replays or the match that I watched was doing work because you just drop that early and then your opponent who's also playing Blue Black Control has to do something about it. And when you do something in the in the control mirror, you lose. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I, mean, I, I find it fascinating. I mean, maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, but. But as as Jonathan said, I think that a lot of people were paying attention, and they are they played uh, Valakut Ramp. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, th- I always thought um, I always thought Valakut was was pushing it as uh, you know as as what everyone has just conceded to as being by far the best deck in the format, um, including blue black or white white blue or any of the other ones. But hey. It's pretty cool to see how how everything's played out, um, and uh, and yeah, the builds were very interesting. I'm really glad that Seagate Oracle made it back in. That card is great. Yeah, I, I love that card. It. Yeah, I, I think that, and it, the other thing is that I think um, you know it's just never really with with it. You know, being at three casting costs, it just never kind of you know. It's it's obviously no mull drifter, but I thought it was. I, I, I'm really glad that it it did well, and I'd like to see it played. I'm really up on it because I've been playing a ton of um, ROE drafts online lately because it's okay. the best draft format to come along in a very long time. Yeah, and, uh, I've ever played. Well, then you must not have played uh, during um... triple snap. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that ripple going, yo. Gotta get that ripple going. <laughs> Oh, Max. No, I was going to say um, Ravnica Block, which I know you did play, so it's a little bit of, uh, I guess that's hyperbole, but um, sarcasm, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I, I love Rise of the Eldrazi. I think Rise the difference great. between it and Ravnica is that they both have incredibly good gameplay in the matches, but the drafting for Rise is so much more interesting because the drafting in Ravnica is you just drafted red, blue, green, and one. In Ravnica, red, blue, green, green, and one. Yeah, I no, I liked red, blue, white quite a bit actually. I think that was my favorite to go. Okay. Uh, in the end, yeah, blue, green was was. Uh, well, I mean, the thing was, all the Ravnica decks that you drafted were basically the same deck, which were the, these were these big ponderous card advantagey decks with a bunch of crews. Whereas with Rise, there was a. Bunch of- yeah. yeah. Well, you also yep. got. You also got like. Uh, you got tempo swinging stuff, and you got, you got like the dismisser puts it on top of your library. You got the the ogre that bounces creatures and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, but yeah, it was that was uh, I, I really want to draft that, especially with the new draft format. Wait, dra- I don't think drafting rise with the new draft format would be any different, Jonathan. No, no, obviously I'm talking about <laughs> Ravnica block, Max. 
But yeah, uh, that would change everything. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to draft that. That is such a cool thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I, I think I like it. It it makes it different and. It be it'll, it'll benefit different ways of thinking about draft format. Exactly, it'll force innovation because you know you get people that just get so comfortable and they want to rely on, you know, all the previous shared knowledge and everything else. And it's like, you know, everything is is already determined. In Zendikar, for example, I'm black red. You know, regardless. Oh god! So we decided to switch from the best draft formats of all time to the worst. I would say the worst <laughs> is definitely Triple Wake. Triple World yeah. Wake is definitely the worst. Oh, no, no. If, we're, no. if we're talking about weird formats, the worst, I think, was Triple Eventide. Yeah, Triple Eventide was, was pretty rough. But, was, yeah, because you could draft, like, a five-color deck with all planes or whatever. Right, and it was just these stupid mimic combo decks. Anyway, this is really... Uh, we're getting really far afield, though. Yeah. Speaking of best, worst, and everything else, we're going to give a quick shout-out to Mana Screwed, which uh, has an interesting new... Uh, mm, what would you call it, Greg? Um, I think that it's it's a pull, <laughs> first of all. Um, well, they have, a new, they, they have a new segment that they're adding, which is going to be an, an annual award show. Um, and they've taken a poll of the different podcasts and different, I'm not sure, I think just pros and stuff from all over the community. I'm not really sure who all was in, involved with that, but um, first of all, I want to say that we got nominated for a couple things, so it's exciting that we're, we're on the ballot. Um, and second of all, I want to say congrats to them for putting it on, uh, for, for doing a good job. I know they've gotten a lot of good feedback. They've also gotten some not-so-good feedback, which is to be expected with anything, especially with when you have someone like Pat Chapin and some of the other pros on there, um, you're going to have a lot of feedback regardless because uh, they're just very analytical minds. And I don't think that... And I would, gonna hate. What's that? And haters going to hate? Well, haters going to hate and also, you know, that type of mentality isn't specific to deck building or, you know, to drafting or to anything else. I think that that mentality will apply in, you know, that, that type of analysis will probably come out in your job, it'll come out in other things. So I think Chapin and, and the other people who are hating on it we're not. They weren't hate necessarily because of anything, except for the fact that you know they they would like to see it improved upon. I think from the comments I read, it was a good idea. They just wanted to make it better, which you know seems very critical, but it's actually kind of a, a big compliment because first of all, it means that you're putting the time and effort into even thinking about it, and you're gonna you're gonna give that your time and consideration. Second of all, um, that you think it's worthy enough to make better, and if you didn't, you would just dismiss it offhand. So yeah. I want to say that's a compliment right there. But on the other hand, uh, I, I just want to give them mad props because it's a great idea, and they've done a great job. And Robert and Tangent um, really have stepped it up, and, and now Manuscrewed is one of the premier podcasts on this uh, on MTG Cast. So good job, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Um, and Greg, I know you had some thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, uh, especially that last statement um, re- referencing Manuscrewed. I mean, I think I think Manuscrewed is one of the the premier banter um, banter podcasts on uh, on MTG Cast. I mean, it's really uh, MoneyNet Magic and Manuscrewed are your two go to places for entertaining discussions that also have a flair of um, really spiky content. They talk about worlds. They talk about player of the year race they talk about 
you know the things that are happening, but they also happen to keep it fun the whole time. So it's a it's definitely a good entertainment. Um, as for as for the um, the awards, I think this is a, a niche that is really unfilled in the magic community in terms of recognition. Re- recognition is just sorely missing all over the place. Um, and I think that it's a really great thing that they've stepped up and said, hey, I, we recognize that this doesn't exist and we probably can't do this perfectly, but nobody even tries, so let's give it a shot. And I think that they should be commended for for, for taking that step. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I, I, if we can transition, um, I think that we're going to be wrapping up pretty quick here, but there are a couple of things that... Um, Actually, I was just going to say, I typed this to you, but my uh, my time just opened up. I just got a text from the folks I'm meeting up with, and we're, we're good. Uh, they're they're going to be arriving late, so... Uh, we got. We can go over the rest of the stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. so one of the things I really wanted to jump into that I think that we would be remiss as a quote unquote spike show to to, to not talk about um, is the new bannings and specifically um, time spiral has been unbanned and survival of the fittest has been banned and I'd like to talk about both of them. Um, I'm really curious your guys' thought on time spiral if you think that it's going to have. Uh, what kind of effect do you think it's going to have on some of the eternal formats? And obviously, um, when it comes to survival of the fittest, the impact that that's going to have on some of the eternal formats is going to be absolutely vast. Do you think that some of those decks are just going to try and and fit fauna, sh- you know, try and replace that mechanic with fauna shaman um, and just kind of chug along without it, or do you think that that's st- just a ridiculous notion, and that 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 deck will those decks will just kind of die off, and you know it'll be a rebirth of the format. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna have to go with the second. I think that without fauna shaman, you can't with fauna shaman as opposed to survival, you can't do the broken stuff that you need to do to win in in legacy, which involves, you know, binning multiple venge vines or going off with an ooze combo or whatever as quickly as possible. And I think Well, except from of course Quirin Ranger. True. I mean I I don't know. I don't play Legacy as much as as I might because of for a variety of reasons, but it just seems to me it will, at the very least, we will not be the state we are right now, where the three best decks in Legacy are three different survival of the fittest decks. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I don't know. I'm. I think it's premature. I think that Legacy hasn't had. I I can understand that argument for the banning. On the other hand, I think that <laughs> there's a lot of cards to choose from in Legacy, and there has not been enough time to explore the other options and any deck that becomes that dominant is you know there there are there's just a natural process of evolution which occurs within the deck building community and i don't think that that process was allowed to fully form i also think that wizards just making all these zero casting cost creatures is something that they'll have to consider with those eternal formats, whether that's a direction they want to keep going or not, but that's really the issue. Um, and, you know, it's, I mean, I, you know, I'm not complaining about it. You know, I, I've been playing Legacy Online quite a bit, and I'm doing fine with my, you know, modified, you know, red burn deck that you can buy pre-constructed or whatever. 
you know, and I've modified that, and I still do perfectly fine. Um, so I don't play a lot of IRL Legacy, but uh, I think that it's not... I, I just feel like there's not been well, enough it, time to... Is Survival on, online? I've played against a lot of Survival decks, and I have... Okay. I just didn't know whether the card had been released online. Oh, gotcha. Um, I think I've—I'm pretty sure it has because I've played against those decks. Okay, those I decks just... that I thought were. I just looked that up right. Legacy now. Legacy Online is is doing a, is doing a very good job of of approaching what it is in terms of the card pool. Um, right, I just I, that I know, just in real life. I know, Exodus. but it's still not the same. I can't think of a notable example, though. I mean, and I'm pretty there's sure no that Devourer is online. I don't believe Phyrexian Devourer is online. Which I believe will affect the ability of an Ooze Survival deck to combo off. Yeah, Magic... Our Survival is going for $32 right now for uh, online survival. Well, wait, right now, or it was before the banning? Right now. I can... Cool. This is nutty. By Ridiculous, if you will. Thirty-two for, an, but this is for a digital survival. Yeah, no, the fact that it's still that high is ridiculous because honestly, um, online card prices just because of the um, all the draft formats in that everything has been released subtly and slowly through various draft formats. Right, but who drafts the format? That that that's who drafts what survival was in? Yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, oh, so what do we think about time spiral? Well, I have no idea why it's going for so much right now. How much is it right now? Um, it's it's shotgunned. It went from it went from less than five dollars to now fifty dollars in your life. Weird, crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Just nutty. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It says it says take an, take another turn. Like anything you know that references. No, it says draw seven on tap six lands. Yeah, it's also good. <laughs> well, that's no. true. It's not. Ta- it's definitely not a time walk. Right. No, it's it's better than a time walk. It, well, <laughs> it's it's better it's, and worse because it refills your opponent's hand. You right. know, it um, costs six mana. It. I mean, you can dream halls, I guess, or whatever. There are other options out there, but I don't know. I mean, to me, like last I heard, time walk was banned, so it's not a particularly fair. <laughs> Right, right. I, I just think that time walk everything. I had an online argument about this with uh, who who was it with? Um, I can't remember who it was on. Uh, what's his name? Not Alden, but uh, Greg. You know what I'm talking about? What's <laughs> Alex, Alex? Alex. 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 Yeah, Alex, who's a great guy and a good friend of ours. But he was talking about a draft, and he was comparing uh, Halt Order, or someone compared Halt Order to Time Walk, and we had like a back and forth about it, and I was just like, like first of all, I mean, Halt Order is fine, whatever, but it's certainly not a Time Walk, and second of all, I just think time, everything gets compared to Time Walk so often, and it's not a Time Walk. A, you know, Mana War, whatever the new Mana War is, Temporal Adept or whatever, is not a Time Walk. A, you know, Time Walk very specifically means that you draw an extra card, you get an extra on tab phase, your Planeswalkers get an extra activation, you get an extra um, upkeep for those abilities, you get an extra attack phase. And, well, I and, don't know and a very, very relevant many... part of this, Yeah, I know that, I mean, I know that you're on a soapbox, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but there's one thing that I think no, needs fine. to be 
understood about most of the comparisons. Most of the comparisons are, are referencing tempo. They're talking about the fact that, hey, you, you had a three drop, and with my three drop, I just um, made you either put that back in your hand and have to redo it bef- later or something that affects tempo. But right. the big difference here, the, the largest difference in terms of those things and, and an actual time walk that does all the things that you just described is the fact that they're not taking the turn to do those things. Anything else that they were doing or could be doing, they don't get to do. Right. And they don't get to play their extra land. So you're taking an extra turn without them having any of the advantages that they would be having, even though they have the, the disruption um, or the tempo hits that you just caused them. Yes, yeah, so on your, th- your three drop, you put a three drop back in their hand, and they now on their fourth turn, when they play their fourth land, have to consider playing their four drop or their three drop again, but they're still playing that land. It's not as if you sent them back. Of- so have we decided the time walk is good? What's that? <laughs> so have we decided the time walk is good? I think we successfully have come to this, to this opinion. I okay, just we, checking. We can, we, time, can, we can claim. Time this. walk is time walk, and there's only one other you know, card that uh, says take an extra turn, and that's you know, in the way the time walk does, and that's, that's it. And, you know, a, an, a summon is not a time walk. Excommunicate is not a time walk. <laughs> you know, submerge is not a time walk. <laughs> halt order is certainly not a time walk. Time warp? Time warp is getting closer. That's that's okay. the other one, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it's just such a silly comparison that people make, which is fine. There can be good cards out there. Halt order can be a good card, you know. I, you know, it's it's okay. Um, I don't think you need to be politically correct with this. I mean, t- t- like halt order, it's 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 downright disrespectful to to time walk. It's disrespectful. Stop disrespecting the time walk. <laughs> time walk's name is time walk's name. Yeah, so I just yeah I just wanted to make that distinction, that clarification. But yeah, I mean, time spiral is great. I, listen, I played I you know I played in that season when you had first turn kills or second turn kills with that deck. I you know right. I loved it. It was a great deck. It was a lot of fun. Um, you I mean, know, I missed Hilarion Academy decks because it was just ridiculous. But I'm just saying that uh, I, I I I cannot see that I, I can't see that cost being justified in that format. I don't understand. One thing one, you have to remember, and my first reaction when I heard the Time Spiral got unbanned was, who cares? My, Mind's Desire is better than, than Time Spiral. But then I went and looked at the banned list, and Mind's Desire is banned. So, <laughs> so I think there's definitely room for some sort of Storm deck that doesn't have a card like Desire or like Time Spiral that will just allow them to hit six mana and just... Yeah, but it's like the, <laughs> those already exist and they're really good, so I'm not worried about it. I mean, you know, you you have, I mean, you have first turn kills right now with uh, Char Belcher decks. You have uh, Ant, you know, out there. So, but it allows you. There's also a possibility for some sort of high tide deck, which allows you to basically play yeah. some sort of broken combo deck that's also running your full clutch yeah. brainstorms and force of will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a fair point, and I welcome that too because I think that I, I can't, I, I don't see that becoming the dominant deck. Um, but I think that that'll help the diversity out uh, if, if that does become a viable deck. But you know, 
it's <laughs> with with survival being banned it'll you know the format is ready to be mixed up now and that that can maybe occupy a new space but i just uh you know i think that people's memories are are misserving them in this occasion and people just have a inappropriate uh I, I don't know. I'm calling it right now. I don't think it's worth fifty bucks. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say that, and, and we'll see in a month. For sure. Month, I mean, it's I'm definitely really it's definitely not worth fifty. But the, I think the relevant question here is: Is it worth twenty? Is it worth twenty five? That's that's you know. And if and if it is, if if it's a twenty dollar card, that means that it's worth more than you know two of the the last three planeswalkers that were put out. You know, it means it, it, it has it has value. Now, I I think I think this is cool. This is this is a cool card to unban, um, and I'm I'm intrigued as to what it will do to the format. I am not convinced that it's going to be a format defining card. I'm I'm also not convinced that it's even going to be in in you know a top tier deck, let alone the top tier deck. Well, we'll see. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. And that that is exciting. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how the format's going to look right now. Um, and uh, moving along, is there is there any other um, are there any other uh, legacy discussions that we want to have? Nah, okay. not really. <laughs> um, I I was curious. Are are either of you interested in the player of the year race? Oh, totally, completely. Okay, like that's so interesting. <laughs> like, so awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad that it went down the way it went down. I, I would have been happy if Paulo had won it by winning worlds, but I I agree. I I would have. Um, but but the reality is when when in the semifinals, um, Paulo was playing um, Manyong. <laughs> I was like. Ha 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 ha! This is gonna be interesting because right. the only way that Brad wins at that point is if um, Wakotapo right wins. Oh, I thought they were playing each other. No, yeah, yeah no, yeah. If, if, if Wafo, yeah, if if if, if. Young beats Paulo and then loses in the finals, right? The only way, um, and that didn't happen. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah, thrilled I, that I, it went down the way it went down. I can't oh, wait oh, to oh. see the playoff. I'm I could not be happier about this. Uh, I do hope that Brad Nelson gets it, not just because he's American, but because of the amazing job he's done with so little. He has not had the access that a lot of the other, you know, best players in the world right now have had. Huh? He's, meaning he hasn't gone to as many tournaments. As oh, because I was going to say, he is on, you know, a team with all the other best players in the world at the moment, so... Yeah, excuse me, let me, let me uh, restate that. He is not... What's that? Yeah, then doesn't have the experience the other top players have. Maybe no, 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 no. He just hasn't had access to the tournaments that they've had. He has not been at as many tournaments, but he has okay. done very well at the fewer tournaments that he's been at, which has allowed him to uh, elevate uh, so quickly. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just just from his performance, I really hope that he wins. But it, it's just such a cool way, and I can't wait to see how it unfolds because you know it it just adds more. Um, it kind of just adds more gravitas to it and adds more uh you know it's it's kind of suspenseful now and you know it'll it it can build up and i think it would be cool if they had a little bit of fun with it in the sense that a lot of 
boxers get really serious about their fights and they have to promote it up and they can always talk you know if you had if you could do like some youtube clips of them talking stuff back and forth or if you you know and of course it'd just be for fun i'm sure they're friends whatever then you get some hype men you know yeah totally and you know you have at like a weigh-in or something and they're you know it's like maybe flicking cards at each other you know and they tee off or whatever i don't know however however it goes down i'm down i'm down but i think that'd be cool i just think it's just it just offers some cool opportunities for fun stuff like that um and it's just great. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> that, did you guys see that one? Did you see that play? I know, Max, you didn't watch the whole coverage, but did you see that kind of controversial play with uh, Grave Titan that got shuffled? No, I didn't. What are you about? I don't either. And I, I, I was watching, I watched the first two days of two days of coverage, and then I was uh, busy PTQing. <laughs> so I didn't, wa- I didn't watch most of day three coverage. Um, it was the semifinal match. Uh, let me just pull it up. Uh, sorry, Max. Have you have how much Magic have you played in the last year? Like since M eleven, since you've been at Duke. Um, but, uh, what have I you mean, I've, I've done a few PTQ. Has played a. They had periods where I play a bunch on Magic Online, periods where I play less just based on schoolwork, but sure. I don't know, not as much as I'd like to. <laughs> well, like we said, for most of us, even right. even some of us that are a little on the crazier side, I don't know. I've got there are some there are some epic tales that came from this from uh, these. Two, I was at two PTQs that that we. That we have in our show notes to go over. I don't know if there's an, if there's the interest with either of you guys for me to go over them or not. Um, let me just, we can, go, we can let do me that. just uh, touch on this right quick. the The deal was is the uh, you know when Wafotapa um, was uh, was playing and and he uh, you know the grave there was a grave titan that was revealed to be on top deck was shuffled you know very slight you know it wasn't like a good shuffle and wasn't cut. And therefore, uh, it was still on top. Yeah, and uh, that was that was. I mean, you know, watching black blue versus black blue is excruciating. But uh, this this was kind of a controversial thing that came of it. And oh, definitely, kind of interesting. In conclusion, people, you should you know shuffle your deck more and your opponent's deck. Yes, especially. Here, I'm going to link you guys both to one of the threads that describes it in more detail, and we'll put that on our show notes as well. Um, there you go. All right. But anyway, uh, so oh, the MTG Salvation forums. Yeah. You don't like the Salvation? Therefore, I mean, I love the site. It's great for spoilers, and that could potentially be a seg to our next se- section. But um, their forums can be painful. They, they they allow everyone, which I think is great. I think it's I think it's a great part of. Um, our community that 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 exists. Um, I've I've spent some time. I think it's a good it's a good way if you're totally like just confused about a format to go and get some ideas and just kind of like explore. Um, but it's not a place you go and get advice. I think because um, you, you've got a you've got a you've got a lot of people that that aren't particularly informed but you've got at the same time you've got a lot of different ideas and you've got um there are there are a number of pros that that do 
um, the same thing that I just described where they'll go on and they'll just kind of look for some different, you know, try and see what's going on. Same thing that you can you can do by going and playing in, a ca- in like a, a casual room or a tourney room um, on Moto where you can just kind of just look to see what else is out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, also we, we forgot to put this in the show notes, Greg, but uh, Max brought it up, but the, uh, the new cards that are out... Yeah, there are, there are four new spoilers, not just two. Yeah, let's put that in there. And that's actually on our, if you go to our Facebook uh, fan page, uh, it has that. It has the information. We got Hero of the Blade Hold and Glissa the Traitor, the new Glissa. Oh, right. Yeah, we don't know about Hero of the Blade Hold, hold yet, I believe. And also we got uh, Thop- Thopter Assembly, which is... I really actually like Thopter Assembly just from. It's weird. I, I love it. I think it's I think it's a such an interesting design space. Only and not that I think it's a great card or I think it's going to be have a huge impact on standard, but just the idea of it. I'll go over it quickly. Uh, Max, do you want to read it off? Sure. Um. So Thopter Assembly. It's a rare six-drop artifact creature Thopter. It's a five-five flyer, and at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control no Thopters other than Thopter Assembly. Return Thopter Assembly to its owner's hand and put five one-one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. Yeah, very interesting. It's yeah, it's super interesting. It it might I actually can't tell. It could be good because it basically gives you rebuyable five power worth of flyers, which is pretty awesome. But it's, well, it's very conditional rebuyable. And right. It's, and it's also right. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, if you. You can, if your opponent doesn't have a removal spell in the first turn, basically get five one one flyers for six mana and no cards, and then when they all die, get another another, or you can just over two turns get ten power of flyers. Right. Although, yeah, and and I mean and flying is super relevant too because right. obviously we need to get at those planeswalkers. Um, I think that's what's made flying the most relevant in recent memory for standard. Well, and also, if your opponent doesn't kill it on the first turn, they are in trouble, because it's going to be a lot of work to get rid of your flying beaters. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, Greg, have you got to see this card yet? Yeah, I'm staring at it right now. I really like this card. I really like this card. I mean, Uh, that's interesting. The question still is, is, is it better than Worm Coil, and is it better than the Titans? Correct. Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say snap yes, but I like it, and I and I think that the question is appropriate. It does a very different thing than Worm Carl, even though it seems very similar. Right. Like you, it, like it seems similar because you're like, oh, you know, I'll stabilize, I'll, you know, I'll I'll uh, get more creatures out of this. It's card, it's you know, you know, card advantage, da da da. da but they're very, you know, they're both six cast and cost artifacts, but they're very very different. It's Even very though. reminiscent to me of Steel Hawkeye. In the sense that I guess it's playable and limited if you want to put it out. <laughs> oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I would say in that sense it is similar to Steel Hawkeye. Other than it, that, I don't know. What do you, can you? Well, okay. Elaborate? So here's the thing. So so compare Doctor Assembly and Steel Hawkeye on 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 one side on on one one side, and then on the other side, all of the Titans in. Including Wormcoil Engine as well. Okay, so, so basically th- they're fly, they're five, they're five power instead of six power flyers, and they don't stabilize immediately. But if you get a turn with them, you really start gaining control of the game. Yes, exactly. It's, that's very succinctly. The, the, the reality is, you can shatter either of these two cards: Steel Hawkeye or Thopter Assembly, and 
breathe a sigh of relief. Yes, there might be some shenanigans with, with getting them out of the graveyard, but you have dealt with them, and and there's very little to do to deal with on the board. If it, well, in, in most cases, nothing. Um, whereas if you you try and do that with one of the other cards, well, you've got a lot of different things that you have to deal with after the fact. Whatever the the ability that, that comes into play ability with all the, the titans, or in the case of Wormcoil Engine, you've got two little dudes that you've got to deal with. Right. Little dudes that are kind of good. So, I, I do think that turn two and and on, after you've, st- after you've stabilized, if they let you untap, that, that the effect is pretty insane. The fact that all the 1-1 one, one um, the one ones that you get, even if you ignore the fact that you, you'll be able to, to do this multiple times, potentially. Or just play out the guy again and get 10 power. Yeah. I mean, they're all, 10 power, that is all flying. Right. And also, it's so much harder to get rid of 5 one ones exactly. than, like, a 5-5. Five five. Yep. Well, and plus, um, you know, the, I mean, yeah, I think they're very different cards and occupy a different space in the realm, except for the fact that maybe they're just, like, bombs that are too expensive when you have better alternatives um, available. Uh, but I do, I, I hear your buyback feature on it, Max, and I think that that is very relevant and important. Um, right. And and I think that uh, you know, like the reason why I was making the worm coil kind of comparison before is that they're both kind of like, okay, they hit the table, you know, stabilize, they can help, you know, they can, they're, they're hard to get rid of, they can help out with creature evasion, uh, I mean, excuse me, they can help out with, uh, you know, with, with blocking creatures, you know, if you're being rushed or whatever, but I think that they, um, you know, in the end, they do very, very different things, and... You know, you know what card actually does something kind of similar to Thopter uh, Assembly, which we might think about comparing it to, is Mere Battlesphere. Hmm. Well, but Mere Battlesphere immediately affects the table with, with, with five permanents. Right, but... I'm just thinking that if you want to get a bunch of tokens on the board with a big artifact, right. you might want Mere Battlesphere instead. And also, Battlesphere can also kill Planeswalkers just by using its activated ability. True, sure. although battles about you know seven is so much more than six. True, but I but I hear that is that is you know that is a good comparison. I hear what you're saying, and and I agree with Greg too that the immediate effect is is relevant. Uh, you know, you, you know that that's a pretty huge consideration. But yeah, this is notwithstanding, I love this card. Oh, it's, it's a, so cool, and yeah, it's, it's also cool going to destroy limited games. Yeah. Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah. As any, you know, whatever steel. Like, I think it might be. I, I think it might be better than those other cards we're talking about in limited, just because of how good flying is. Better than better than Wormcoil Engine in limited. I don't know. Removal. It's definitely better at at not getting arrested. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, yeah, it's it's definitely something, but it's uh I don't know. I think they're all like Oh, like like they, two turns later, yeah, I would be I would rather have I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I don't want to do still, it I I'd probably still rather have the worm coil engine because uh you know, you're 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 going to be the the life swing is so important. I mean, Right when Wormcoil Engine hits the table, you're out of the woods. It's, I mean, excuse me, right when it's it starts swinging. With this guy, it's like, okay, turn one, 5-5 five, five flyer. So, you know, they can attack, lose a guy, bring you down to, you know, a lower life. Turn two, 
you know, bounce it, get a bunch of flyers. You know, maybe now you're in galvanic blast range. Maybe now, you know, they uh, they just start picking away your flyers, um, etc. I'm, I'm sure this is also a choice we're going to be having to make a lot of limited as rares and different sets that we're, you know, going to play every time. Um, but, but you are going to have to deal with it in limited because you're going to be playing with both those sets simultaneously. No, I know, but you're never going to choose between them. You're always going to play sure, them. Sure, you're going to play them both. Well, yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many um, six casting cost artifacts I want in my deck. So One place um, I have to make the cut. Cards. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, of course. You probably play both these if you have them both in your pool. Also, also one thing to note, um, though it's not particularly relevant to the evaluation of this card, but it is noteworthy on the card, This the, the Thopter Assembly uh, is the release promo. Right. Uh, I don't remember if that was mentioned, but... I, I no, good call. Yeah, February 4th. Not the pre-release, but the release. The release. Much like Steel Hellkite. Ah, touche. Ah. Bringing it back. Touche, Okay, so sir. let's let's move on to our other... Uh, let's check, our let's other talk cards. about Glissa. Glissa. Max, you like Glissa. I like Glissa. I'm actually confused by Glissa, but I think she she has a great body. And I mean that in both senses. Um... Actually, let me look at the picture to see if I mean it in both senses. Uh, no, you mean it in both senses. I mean, she's three mana for a 3-3 three, three first strike death touch. And I'm, I don't think there's ever been a creature that just straight up had first strike death touch that's, that has had, like, a cost-efficient body. So I don't know whether it's going to make her constructed playable. But that is going to be a bitch to deal with in any format your, your opponent has her. And then she has this weird ability that I'd like to hear your guys' opinions on. Let's 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 go through the card um, with more, marginal more detail on the specifics for okay. our listeners. Go for it, Greg. Um, so um, black, green, green. As as Max mentioned, three converted mana costs. Legendary creature, zombie elf, uh, for a three three first strike death touch. And then that other ability that he's referencing is whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Pretty pretty nutty. Um, this one is also mythic, whereas um, the Thopter Assembly was in... right. And she is, I believe, the Fer- the Phyrexian pre-release card. Correct. It, it, it is a pre-release is... card. I didn't recognize that there's a possibility that there. Yeah, because you because in the new pre-release structure, it's a Phyrexian or uh, yeah. you choose your right. faction. So, what applications come to mind with this ability? Also, why does it confuse you, Max? It seems pretty straightforward. I, I mean, it just, it's, it doesn't, I mean, it, the ability is straightforward, but it requires basically your opponent to have creatures and then you to have both removal and dead artifacts. Correct. Which seems, in limited, it's just going to be nuts because you're going to be removing their dudes anyway and you're going to be getting back your stuff and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's good but, with spell bombs, no doubt. But in Construct, it just seems so conditional, but on the other hand, it's like card advantage. So, the card yeah, seems like an EDH in a five-color... Right, like, right. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, it seems cool for EDH decks, no doubt, and it seems like there's Enough definitely the right. some, some cool applications for... Obviously, for limited, it's going to be the nuts, but as far as... As far as a standard application, I'm just thinking what, what comes to mind with this guy. I mean, I guess, like, maybe Horizon Spellbomb can start getting played now. Um, oh, it's amazing with Horizon Spellbomb. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, you know, what are some of the other ones? It would, 
The only thing that keeps coming to mind are the ones from Alara, like the sack and blow up a non-black creature for a black artifact right. or uh, things, which obviously is not relevant at all, but I'm just trying to think of other ones that, that come to mind that are good with this. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the thing about the ability, but the other thing is the, the numbers are just right. Like, green, green, black for a 3-3 three, three first strike death touch. Like, 3 for a 3-3 first, three, three first strike death touch is, I would say, pretty either at or above the curve in terms of just a body that can do some damage. Absolutely. That's Although the, the, the color-specific cost in it is relevant. Oh, definitely. But and that's, that's, that's how they can get away with it, obviously. But yeah, I mean... And it also, it, it wins a fight with... Ev- it, it wins a fight with Emrakul. <laughs> right. I mean, that's not going to come up, but... It, <laughs> it wins a fight with Warm Coil Engine, I think, might be... Right, good way it wins a fight it. with a titan, it wins a fight... Well, like, except for blue titan, of course. Right. Or black titan. Uh, well, no, it wins a fight well, with... It wins a fight with the titan, just not... not no, it doesn't. Titan did. You're like, hey, you just ate one of my tutus. Take eight next turn, and I'm going to make two more of them. Like, no, obviously it's not... A, it doesn't have as good an effect on the board as, as the best six drop currently in standard, but it does win a fight one-on-one with anything, and then it has an ability that gives you value. Yeah, I'm just thinking the... Yeah, so you're saying the ability is just throwing us off the track. Let's look at the casting cost, power, toughness, first strike, and death touch. I mean, the ability also might do something. We haven't seen a lot of the artifacts in the set, but the ability just kind of confuses me right now. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think that the the aggressive cost of this is, is pretty cool, and, um, you know, it's still smotherable. But besides that, there's not a ton of removal. I mean, consuming vapors, I guess. Right. Excuse me, consume the meek. Um, you know, and there, there are some other ones uh, that'll reach it. You know, minus four, minus four for black, black, uh, etc. But lightning bolt. What's or we talk about limited? Lightning. Are we talking about limited removal for it, or constructed? Both. Because there's that lightning bolty thing. What does that do? Um, Can you go over that for? people haven't heard said oh uh, red for red instant it does like oh oh oh, oh. no you're, you're thinking of insight <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah right. the red instant uh, I guess insight in the right situations could kill it that's true okay um, but uh, no right true lightning bolt is a good that's a good example as well um, so yeah I mean it's t- it's it's not insane by any stretch I think but it I don't know, it, it, it is kind of intriguing. There's a lot of text down there, and a lot of ability. And The ability is also just weird. Like, because it's it just... It's kind of clunky, yeah. Well, it's not that weird. I mean, realistically, it's synergistic with the rest of the card. First strike and death oh, touch. Whenever an opponent, you know, a creature an opponent controls is... That's very true. I forgot that when your creatures kill stuff, you also trigger it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that clunky. <laughs> I mean, it basically says, What's, I'm going to sit here and block... And if you attack me, I'm going to kill your dude and I'm going to go get a really cool artifact. Or I've got an unblockable 3-3, effectively. Right. Right. I just think it's clunky in the way that it's actually worded. Whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may return target artifact from your graveyard to your hand. It's just, I only meant clunky in the, the there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of nouns going on there. Correct. And there are a lot of different nouns. Correct. There are. It's, it's, it's very specific. But, but once you, I mean, once you grok it, I mean, I think that it's it's fairly straightforward. It's just sure. I mean, it's creatures dying, but not yours. Also, and it's a kind of interesting. The physics of that is interesting because 
you know, you imagine this Glissa, you know, zombie elf's on the battlefield, you know, she's doing her thing, you know what I'm saying, and she's going to zombify her, your artifacts back to you. She's bringing them back. I'm just thinking about the physics of that, so. Okay. I think the elf is uh, the elf. The elf part might be relevant too, in terms of some of the. Uh... Some right. of those elf decks are running black, but I can't see them running her because she doesn't really fit. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just standard mean, or something. I just mean it may be relevant after the rest of this set comes out. Right. Like right. post, you know, there right. might be some other things that may make that elf deck change a little bit. I don't, I'm. Silver replica and elf. No. Okay, just checking. That would be retarded. <laughs> but Silvok Replica is not the worst application. Right. Especially, no, I mean, good. but obviously. I mean, good. Anyway, what well, about the Crusaders? Actually, and, and the, obviously there's the other combo um, that we, we haven't gone over yet, uh, which is... Hold on one second. Let me just... Okay, never mind. That's that's not coming up. Uh, oh yeah, it's it it's also a combo with uh, the big combo that we haven't talked about with it, which is the zombie part with Necromancer's Covenant, giving it. I, that's a good point, Jonathan. Yeah. That's really adding a lot to this conversation. Giving it uh, lifelink, so <laughs> can have a you know, it's really right. That that changes everything. Yeah, because. You know, once you get to six, and then and you're putting all the creatures in the graveyard anyway, so you can gain some of that life back. I mean, it's uh, it gets pretty playable. Yeah. So we got a new zombie elf deck uh, we'll put together. So, uh, For extended. Yep, three color, three color extended. Calling it right now. Get your necromancer's covenants. And you can play murmuring Bosk to fix your mana. And you can pay. You can play. Uh, White, black, and green. Yeah, you could run that uh, knight of the reliquary to go pull those up. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, neither Valkyrie, yeah. Speaking, speaking. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, I think we really got some stuff going on here. I think we need to explore <laughs> this a little further. Speaking so, of two two knights for three. Uh huh. Um, there are these new crusaders. Yes. Um, before we go to the crusaders, I'd like to talk about the other one because if if people are actually following with us online by chance, if they if they go to the to our site on on the same image as Glissa is the hero. Which we only have a little bit of information about, but I think it's somewhat relevant to, to quickly touch on. Sure. Um, Hero of Bladehold. It's a it's a it's a white card. Costs two white white. Mm-hmm. And all we know so far is that a it's a creature. B it has a new um, mechanic or ability. I don't think it's a mechanic. I think some form of ability. It's, it's called Battle Cry. Yeah, it's it's, um, defi- it's definitely a keyword because you can see the italicized text. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um. So, so that's interesting. Who knows what it will be? But anyway, um, each other, blah blah blah. Until end of, uh, until end, blah blah blah. Yeah, who knows? When you're um, saying blah blah blah, means that we can't actually read the text. Can't actually it's see. It's behind Gusta in this one picture. Or we're just singing along for our favorite Kesha song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you say? Moving on. What do you on. say, Max? Uh, just, just, just talk about Kesha. As you do, Kesha. But it I don't does. Know who the hell that is? So, All right, moving along. Anyway, so, so, uh, so the latter portion of that is we don't is, know what uh, that does, but it's okay. A, 
What's that? I guess we can just move on. But it's it's interesting. The latter the latter part, I think you can make some guesses as to what what happens. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know. All those guesses and speculation does no one no good. I I just want to see what the card does. I'm I know some people. It's kind of fun to like play that game, but. I'm just so anxious to see what the new cards do. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be disappointed. You don't want to, you don't want to fill your your mind with with potential right. false information. I think yeah. that's I think that's an appropriate. Um, Get enough of that in high school. <laughs> don't know um. So, which of the two do you want to talk about first? I think we should talk about the white one first because it yep. is not uh, nearly as good as the black one. I'm not sure about that, Jonathan. Okay. Well, let's 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 get at it then. I mean, first of all, it's basically making Paladin and Vec go over and stand in the corner and cry because of how much worse it is. Well, you know, Paladin and Vec was quite a while ago. Right, but it's still changed. It's three mana for four power, double in a double. Well, let's let, let, before we even do that, let's let's uh, let's read exactly what it is. It's my turn to read, so I'm going to go over it. Mirian Crusader is a creature human knight. It's a rare one white white, so three converted mana cost for double strike. Protection from black and green, and it's a 2-2. So double strike, protection from black and green, and it's a 2-2. Now, what Max was referring to before as Paladin and Vec was a same casting cost for a human knight, which was a 2-2, protection from red and black, with just first strike. Right. And so, I mean, part of the thing about it is that double strike lets you wield equipment really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not just equipment. It's also you know uh, here. Um, what's the new crusade? Uh, Honor of the pure. Honor of the pure. Thank you. Um, you know, there, there's other pumps as well. Uh, right, but like with an adventuring gear, you can twelve people with this dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it does. And I mean, protection from green is obviously no protection from red, but protection from black is relevant. And protection from green means you can't block it with battlements or with whatever. And it can basically make Vengevine sit over in a corner feeling sheepish. Right. Kalani Hard Expe- or Kalani yeah. Garden doesn't make relevant tokens to block it. Um, the Green Titan can't block it, so it might be too late once you cast him. Although also, I guess the Green Titan just fetches up Valakut and kills him anyway, but... Well, not necessarily. Depends what deck it's in. Right. And the board situation. It's possible that that doesn't happen in one turn. It's also... Likely, but it, possible. It... If depending on whether they're going to print more of the opposing color swords, like body and mind or whatever, right, it, right. it would not do poorly with one of those. True, it would be yep. that would be awesome with uh, if there's a pro white, pro red one that comes to be. Right, because um, it double triggers and also gives it protection from four of the five colors in magic. Yeah, that's yeah, it's like a little mini like Emrakul or one of those guys. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so Mirror and Crusader, pretty good. I think it's definitely going to be relevant. It just does so much for so little. Um, great I mean, thoughts. worst thing, it's also just four power for three mana. Right. I think it's nuts too. Like I don't know, these these two cards are so are going to be so much fun. Um, trying to stick with with Mirror and Crusader. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think that the that Max's analysis is pretty spot on, particularly referencing the, the its its ability to wield equipment. I think that that is uber relevant in. Um, it's, I think it's going to be uber relevant in the next set. I think it's definitely going to be relevant in um, in lim- in a limited format where you're going to see you're going to have two packs mm-hmm. of Scars of Mirrodin and in a um, in a draft format rather, and in a sealed format where you're going to have three packs of of Scars, I think it's going to be pretty nuts. Well, actually, mm-hmm. actually, 
how are they going to do it? Is it going to be three and three? Do you guys know? Yeah, uh, the release event's going to be weird, or the pre-release is going to be weird though, because they're going to they're going to be these weird either Phyrexian or Mirren packs. Sure. But I think after that, it's just going to be three three. Okay. And then once the third set comes out, you get two of each. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I I think uh, I think that the I just wanna I just wanna get right into it with the Frexen Crusader. Did we already go over what it does? No. Okay. Uh, great. Or Max, here you go. Okay, so it's one black black for a two two zombie knight. Um, it's got first strike protection from red and white, and it has infect. Okay, so it's got first strike protection from red and white and infect. It's a two two. So obviously we need much more infect in the new set to make this guy relevant. Obviously, right. he's not a standalone. He's not, you know. I, okay, fair well, enough. One thing that does stand alone about him is how hard he is to kill, because Absolutely. he's black, which means you can't doomblade him, and then he's got pro red and white, which means you can't. He's he's not journeying nowhere. He's not getting bolted, whatever. And he also. D- fights dirty because right. anytime he fights something, it loses. It gets minus two, minus two before it gets to hit him. Right, that's a good way to say it. he fights dirty. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> once again a zombie. Therefore, Necromancer is confident. Was it? That's quite a combo. Give him some life link <laughs> with Lissa. <laughs> we got a new addition to the deck because <laughs> Infect and Life Link. You know. Right. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, he... Frexen, oh, Max, you right there? Is that you? That's, yeah, that's me. I think somebody's agreeing with somebody. I don't know. I think Max has been seeing too much uh, Teen Wolf lately. And... Alright, you get your... Alright, you're gonna... You got the mute button for when you're not talking um, for that thing. But uh, nonetheless, um, the Crusader... Uh, Obviously, you know, it's not a standalone, but I think, and, and, right. <laughs> Max. Get out to you, Jonathan. Yeah, he likes a Crusader, too. He, he's just getting ready to pick up his, he's telling you to eBay those Necromancers covenants. He wants to pick them up now. Um, nonetheless, uh, the, the Crusaders, I think, is going to be more, more powerful if, Which Crusader? Uh, the Phyrexian one. <laughs> if, if we can get the, uh, if we can get the, um, correct, uh, backup that he'll need. But the exact same thing that Max was saying for uh, Mirren Crusader is also true, obviously, for Phyrexian Crusader, meaning you equip him with a sword that's already out, and, you know I'm saying, you're doing some serious damage. Uh, so he also combos with all the pump and all the, you know, and everything else. Um, and and uh, I just think that he'll be incredibly explosive. He'll be great. Oh, definitely. Um, if there's an infect deck, he's he's gonna be like your best man. Yeah, he he will be, I think more powerful, but also uh, more limited, obviously, than Mirren Crusader. In the same way, people were predicting Titan, the Green Titan, at first. Um, I also think he's cool with like you know Distortion Strike. He works really well with. Um, there's just a bunch of applications for him that that seem pretty cool. I, I'm excited to start playing around with, uh, and and in fact. It's it's I feel like as a constructed deck in in standard it's teetering on the brink of 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 uh, playability and t- 
to me, Phyrexian Crusader suggests that, you know, hopefully we're going to get just a little bit more of what we need to, uh, to, to fill that in. Maybe a one-drop, besides Vector Asp, maybe, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 no, I, I'm totally with you, Jonathan, and I think also people who don't think Infect is going to be a viable constructed deck really don't understand that Wizards of the Coast likes people playing with their shiny new toys. <laughs> I think that's well said. That's a good way to say it. <laughs> like, that's really well said. I, I, like, I think that, I think it's already on the brink of, like, I, th- I think it's already teetering that direction. Um, not just starting to. I, th- I, I, I played, um, I think that, that currently that the Infect deck is a, is a lot like the, um, Whole, quest for the Holy Relic deck that exists in Standard, where it's it it, ex, it exists, it's ex, in, incredibly explosive, but it's also disruptible and it's inconsistent. I think that the Infect deck currently is a lot like that, the really strong aggro-y green version. Right. Um, and I think that that a black-based Infect deck that isn't currently viable, uh, I think that if you can a little more toys for Scytherix and, you know, just give it a little bit more consistency, I think that that deck um, is, it meets exactly the, the, the description you that you said. Um, and I really liked Max, Max's description as well. Well, and I also think, you know, I don't know, Scytherix to me seems like a cool toy, but a um, something that's a little um Sorry, I'm I'm getting skyped. Uh, I I think Skidrix yeah. is one of those cards that's actually too expensive for the deck, although maybe a good finisher and just a good and that's one that's standalone. Will like that's a standalone. Will win on its own type thing. Um, but I see the Infect deck being a little cheaper than Skidrix. Although maybe yeah. I mean five isn't you know five isn't terrible or six, but, but no, it, most of the deck just needs one drops. Exactly. It needs like I think two one drops to really be scary. Yeah, if there are two one-drops, that would be great. And we don't have Vector Asp. Correct. Vesper Asp, Vector Asp is a one-drop non-infect creature which can gain infect, which is not what we're talking about. We're talking which about is kind of awesome because it means you don't get to play your two-drop, so it's got that going for it. Well, or you could just, you know, you can you could look at the positive way, which is uh, kind of making sure you have multiple win conditions and therefore increasing your odds to victory. <laughs> Also, well, but you have to. We have to look at the. You know, we have to obviously include uh, some Jace's, uh whatever <laughs> the hell. That, you know, to get be, it. Necrotic ooze or no, Vector Asp does let your Necrotic ooze get gain in fact, which is cool. Mm. In the uh, yeah. Mm. Jace's erasure is what you're referring to, by the way, Jonathan. True. So we so we got a three color. Uh, I guess it doesn't have to be three color. We could just do two color. Okay, well, let's get working on that. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, but back to the seriousness. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I really look forward to, to being able to play with this Infect card and playing able to play a Type 2 Infect deck. Uh, I, I also think that um, Infect will be relevant in other formats. I really liked that, uh, that deck that was being run at the... Was it Legacy, in fact, I believe? Which has the um, 
plus four plus four for a three mana or the alternative casting causes an opponent gains three life if you control Invigorate. A play for free. Invigorate, thank you. So this is obviously why Max can always beat me at mental magic. I can t- say exactly what the cards do, but uh anyway. So uh, I have a question oh, for you guys. I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't recognize that card, so I just looked it up, and now I understand what you were getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that. And that deck actually was pretty right, promising. It's, it's basically eight damage for free in an infect deck. Correct. It will win the game. Yeah. With like very early with that deck, you can have multiples of them. Anyway, so. Uh, I think we should take a brief intermission because we have. Our guest, who was going to be on earlier today, Sean, uh, from JudgeCast, who is now available. And he, he's, he had a long ride home uh, from Christmas, so he's, he's calling in now. Um, you guys say we'll take a quick break, come back, and shoot, shoot around. Max, you got a little bit more time for us? Or how are you sure. Doing? Okay, Greg? Awesome. I'm Sounds gonna, great. I'm just, we're going to pause it here, and then we're going to come back. We actually had some technical difficulties with our guest, uh, who is driving in, uh, you know, I think a mountainous area, and the call keeps getting dropped. So we're just going to have him come on at a later date, and we'll hook it up then. But it's going to be a dope show. And this one's already running long, so that's fine. Um, but let's wrap up, guys, because I know we all got stuff to get to, and this show, our listeners are probably wondering when we're going to be wrapping up. So I'll be right now. Um, is there anything else that we want to go over? We are going to have show notes to the Mana Screwed Awards, to the MTG Salvation Thread that was referenced, to our uh, photos on Facebook for the cards. Um, let's see. I had, I had um, anything else so, oh, yeah, the, uh, I guess I'll ask you if you, if you guys have any interest, um, and I guess I'll ask the, the listeners as well. <laughs> um, do you have any interest in me going through a PTQ wrap up? I can, I can, I guess I can do a really abbreviated one. I don't really, I don't really know if there's any, if there's a value, um, in, in doing a tourney report of Indy or St. Louis, given the fact that I, um, I, I didn't top eight either event. Um, I, I did fairly well in both, but I didn't top eight either event and the quantity of, um, PTQ reports that I've done over the course of the last few episodes. I don't know. Um, I haven't gotten any negative feedback, but I don't know if there's really been all that much positive feedback either regarding all the PTQ uh, reports. So, what are your guys' thoughts, real quick? Do you, are you interested in hearing? I'll take the silence as a no. <laughs> and say that Indy was fantastic. I went five two and one. Uh, had a chance to play. I was I was five one and one going into the last round of Swiss. You. If I win, I make top eight. If I uh, if I lose, I don't make top eight, and I ended up losing uh, and not making top eight. And then I went Why four and two. What's that? Why couldn't you draw? Um, 
I I could not I could not draw in if I recall. Um, actually, no. I think I think that if I if I draw, I take I just barely make it. But it didn't matter because my opponent was adamant. Okay. Uh, about playing, even though statistically his breakers were atrocious, mine were were really good, which is why I could draw. If I if I recall correctly, this was a couple weeks ago, um, and his were atrocious. But he said um, all he knows is. Um, he's, he's not very good at math, but all he knows is if he if he wins, he probably gets there, right? And I said, well, yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> I, I even actually no, 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 no. That's that, I, I'm I'm sorry. I I, I confused that with with um, something that happened the following day. Uh, Alexis <laughs> almost did that. Yeah, he, he he if he wins, he still doesn't get in. And and he when he won, he still didn't get in. And he and he took like twelfth place. He had he had no chance. Um, and well, that was what was really frustrating. That's like the opposite of awesome. What's that? That's like the opposite of awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's like penultimate awful. Um, because yeah, if he if he scoops to me, I get there um, with with some some points to spare, if you will. But uh, yeah, it, it actually wasn't it actually wasn't that straightforward. I don't believe that I could have draw, drawn in. Um, I think that if, if he scoops to me or if I win outright, I get in. Um, and I also, I know for a fact that, um, one of the people in my car, um, Jasper, who's a, who's a friend of ours from, from Madison, uh, he, he, he drew into eighth place. The person that he drew with took ninth. Ouch. And, and not only that, but if I play, and, and if I win, I get in and, and Jasper goes, down and doesn't make it. So two people almost drew in and didn't make top eight, but my losing to a person that couldn't make top eight actually helped Jasper get in. Um, yay, but not really. Yeah, because then he lost the first round. So unfortunately, it wasn't all that yay. But he got the he got another top eight pin. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that's my that's my that's my indie report and uh, St. Louis. Um, the notable thing about St. Louis, I went four four and two. My losses weren't weren't at the end, so it wasn't great. Um, uh, Alexis actually um, did very well. She beat two of the uh, two of the contenders that that were in top eight. Um, she was playing in and lost in her last round. She also went four and two. Um, we, we all lost in the third round, and her her second loss was until the last round. Um, she actually had so good of breakers that. She could have drawn in and um, not been in, like, not even been close to, like, not even been in seventh or eighth place. I think she would have taken fifth or sixth place if she drew in. She had her breakers were that good. Wow. Uh, but 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 losing losing dropped her into ninth place. So she took ninth for the for the for the St. Louis PTQ. So um, a good time. Uh, there's a there's there's a pretty epic story of how we ended up going from in. From Indy to St. Louis because we weren't planning on going to St. Louis and it was the, the day after. But uh, yeah, that's I mean, those are those are a lot of uh, embarrassing details about how uh, persuasive some of us can be to some of us. Um, and and I don't know if there's the interest in, in our listeners for that. So yeah, thoughts. Well, you said it all. That 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 uh, that's true. And then um, you know. Long story short is that you just got a top eight. So yeah, I got I got I got I got to find a way of closing up days. 
Yeah. Which has become a little bit of a pattern for him. You've definitely done well at the top not aiding. So now you got to move up to the top aiding. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. It happens to be true. Yeah. <laughs> so so we'll go with hard to hard to uh to to take uh, accurate criticism poorly. I guess is, is my perspective. Yeah, but win plane tickets. Those are the best. Yeah, do that, and also um, win the next one too. Win the the qualifier, but then. The next tournament is good to win. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind getting a $40,000 check that I can barely hold up. That would, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that'd be okay, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Shrug. You know, Shrug. Shrug. Yeah, you should just do that. Whatever. It's so, seriously, like, winning is so much better than the alternative. Like, we should just do that from now on. I Agreed. guess, if you insist. Yeah, so, moving along, uh... Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we've uh, we've uh, probably exhausted this conversation to its to its conclusion. Um, we got our PTQ wrap up, great designer search. We didn't really talk about the great designer search too that much, but it's freaking sweet. We're thrilled. Um, there's a lot of specifics I wanted to go into, but we'll save that for a later date. I have an iPhone app I want to share with our listeners, which was going to be for our judge coming on, but we'll put a link to that um, in our show notes, uh, and Sean is going to join us uh, next time. But the iPhone app is MTG Judge. It's uh, great. Um, it's basically got... It's it's a comprehensive rules guide, which I've been looking for, and, and I I finally you know searched again and found it, and it's phenomenal. It's uh, very um, accessible. It's very interesting. It's very well written, and I think it's exactly what any judge or tournament player should have in their pocket. Because even if you're look looking at the specific you know issues of layering or zones or oracle text or whatever, but even in the off time when you're not, when you just want to like study up, you can read the game concepts and how it's uh, looking at uh, you know different infractions and enforcements and and you know it does a very good job of both the abstract and the literal and it has all that on there which is great. So, uh, so I highly recommend checking it out. Um, will it tell me what happens if I free. have two two opalescences and a humility out? Yes, actually. Uh, Good. Yeah, because um, what else would you need from it, really? Okay, just to clarify. All right. So yeah, no, I did, yeah, the uh, the opalescence. Do you like swear words to judges, by the way? Right. When you say opalescence. They uh, they look at you with a stern look and they say, "Why did you just say that?" No, opalescence is fine. It's humility that that gets the that's the one that that gets the draw. It's they're both swear words. Yeah. You know, the layering is what gets really confusing in this game, but uh, it does it's, come up diminish. It's much like it's much like getting getting a good color coordinated outfit. It's all about the layering. Hi, oh, <laughs> he's here all weekend, folks. Uh, he just flew in from uh, Minnesota. Boy, his arm's tired. Oh, <laughs> his ex-wife uh, is the only thing she can make is soup. Uh, she made some alphabet soup, and I spelled help. Oh, Lord, save me! Take my wife, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I love how we just let him keep going. <laughs> yeah, enough of the comedy hour. That's a strong word to use. Um, 
hour, I meant. But, uh, okay. Two hours <laughs> longer than that, though. Um, yeah. So you guys can get a hold of us on Twitter Thank you. <laughs> at Four Spikes. Uh, email us, fourspikesgmail.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can Facebook search for Four Spikes and find us. Uh, we, we really, really encourage you guys to check us out on um, on Facebook because we, yeah. we definitely put content on there frequently. And, uh, yeah, check out our Facebook group for sure. And also... Uh, uh, please hit us back with your feedback and what you'd like to see in future shows. Um, we have a couple other ideas uh, coming up for um, new, new new shows. New ideas uh, are, are going to be flown, but uh, let us know what you want to see, and we'll do our best to abide. Max, any final thoughts for the listeners? Uh, no, I mean just thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It was really fun. And Absolutely. Well, we should we should do some drafting soon and some push-ups. Agreed. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Good and, draft. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Adios. Later. Greg, you want to say bye? Yeah, uh, bye, guys. <laughs> All right, that sucked. Say it again. Signing out for four spikes is great. No, give it with some enthusiasm, man. <laughs> say goodbye. Uh, you're not cutting any of this either, I bet. <laughs> I should keep an outtakes of these shows. I this is pure gold. What's that? This is pure this- gold. Yeah, this is, this is what it's really all about. Greg? <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't. Hey guys, I'll see you later. This is Greg signing off. All right.